Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fresh Podcast Market. I'm Panda, and I'm here, as always, with my good buddy, Tease. How are you? Panda, it's been 10,000 years. I've missed you so much. <laughs> Tease, love of my life. I miss hearing your voice. Panda, love of my life. I miss hearing your voice, too. I really wanted to text you and be like, Panda, do you just want to like call one day and just shoot the shit? But I was like, are they okay? Like, I know they're busy. Would that be allowed? And then, like, oh, I would love to. I'm all. I'm always down to try to arrange a time to chit chat. I should have just like messaged you about it, but then I was like, Panda, can I have your comicsology locket? <laughs> <laughs> but you gave me your Criterion login, yeah. so it was okay. Have you watched anything? No. That's so fair. I only read the first five chapters of that manga. I still have it sitting open. I want to keep reading it, but I know I can see your uh, your progress when I open yeah. up the app because Damn. it shows me uh, your it shows me the book that you're reading in my continue reading section. Wow. Okay, that means I got to pick up my shit. <laughs> How are you, Tease? Panda, I'm tired. How are you? Well, I'm doing considerably better now that we've almost managed to elect a different president of the country. But otherwise, I've been okay. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to keep working and... I feel you. Not watch YouTube videos all day. Have you been watching any fun YouTube videos? Have you been watching anything fun in general lately? Or have you just Uh... been like doom watching? well i okay so i was gonna watch the queen's gambit before we recorded but i Uh did not get around to it but i i keep hearing that it slaps i watched it so yeah and i uh if i remember correctly you liked it a lot i did even though some of it did feel very much so oh shit this was written by a man um (laughs) But, I mean, a lot of things feel that way, so... Unfortunately, they keep letting men make entertainment. Men should not be allowed to write women until they have at least one whole conversation with women. But that's just me. That's just me. That's the official stance of this podcast. Yeah. um, Besides that, Grandma turned 90. Congrats, Gma. I've been watching some movies. Yeah? Um... I've been working on my other podcast. Did you see on that I posted on Twitter? I started watching a movie a couple of nights ago and I discovered that it was shot at my high school. I did. What is this movie about? Tell me about it. Okay, so the taste the movie's not very good and I can tell um, you it's not from the screenshots that you posted unfortunate that it's not very good but well I mean those were those were like pictures I took with my phone also Uh but it's about a girl who you find out through like flashbacks and stuff that like she was like in love with her best friend and her friend was like seeing this girl on the down low friend is a girl also and then she told the main character and then i guess the main character told people or it got out somehow and like the girl was like 
bullied until she committed suicide. What? Oh my yeah. god, that is awful. Um, and so most of the movie is actually about like the main character dealing with like the fact that her best friend committed suicide the previous year and that yeah. she was like probably in love with her and also I don't like that one bit. yeah and also she is like really she's really shy and stuff and mm-hmm. she starts hanging out with like the dead best friend's older sister who is back in town who is like older and like has referenced working in vegas at like a strip club so i don't like, know if i like that and she starts hanging out with this the with the older sister and the older sister like introduces her to like boys and drinking and smoking weed and it, oh, uh, damn it. this is a i need to tell you um trigger warning for the next thing i'm about to say uh-huh. listeners uh, if you are not comfortable with talk about sexual assault please fast forward probably like a minute or something but this movie is rated pg-13 and there is a gang rape scene in it is that allowed i don't know i don't think that's allowed but it is it happened i thought you could like only say fuck one time in pg-13 movies they say fuck once and then there's also a gang rape scene the main character as the result of her carefree attitude towards sex and drugs ends up getting gang raped and i guess don't know about that one i'm trying to remember the end of this movie like the the old she tells the older sister person and Mm. the older sister person like goes and confronts the guys who assaulted the main character and like ends up shooting one of them and so like she's going to jail i guess and like the main character decides that she just needs to be herself (laughs) And then the movie ends. Um, I don't know about that. <laughs> but it was filmed at my high school. And so weird. that was a really bizarre experience. But it was a really fun experience. Because I got to like every like few minutes. I would like pause the movie and take a picture. And send it to Lily and Jimmy. And be like OMG Jimmy. It's this room at the high school. Or <laughs> it's this place on the coast where we grew up like it they were like at a restaurant that i've been to before with my mom and like it was it was that that was the most fun i will say about this movie is getting to like recognize random places that they were that's so bizarre i love that but yeah movie was not very good i gave it three stars on letterbox but i would have given it two stars except for i gave it one star because of the aforementioned getting to just point at things that i recognized that was i I gotta admit that was fun i also recently let's check my letterbox (laughs) i recently watched what's that evil little man's name david lynch's elephant man What do you think of that? It sure is a David Lynch movie. I've never seen it. One of his better works. I've I've been led to believe it's one of his more grounded works. Yeah, it's good. 
there's something i don't know i wasn't like completely sold on it but it's really slow and frankly no david lynch movie should be more than frankly david lynch shouldn't have more than an hour and a half time period to tell any story because hard agree actually he never shuts the fuck up and elephant man really was a testament to just never shutting the fuck up it was two hours and it could have easily been like an hour and 20 but that's just me. I also watched uh, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's getting a lot of good reviews. It's about a girl who decides that she wants to get an abortion, but because she's under 18, she has to travel to New York City. And it's about her three days of attempting to get an abortion. And it's it's sad, but it was another slow movie that could have moved a lot faster and it was really quiet, but um, it was good to watch. My mom and I watched it on a election night <laughs> and that was an experience. We also watched his house, which is at a British I've heard of this, but I don't know anything really about good. it. I highly recommend it. It's really good actually. And then since we're, we haven't recorded an episode in a minute, I watched sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I watched, I'm just like looking through my letterboxed baby. I don't know what else I watched. Oh, we watched. Uh, were you there for uh, The Wolf House? I was not. Oh, I heard about this. So we watched uh, a few weeks ago. We watched The Wolf House and that was a banger. It's a stop motion horror movie. I heard. It was inspired by, um, I guess, tr- trigger warning everybody for cults and pedophilia. This movie was about girl who escapes a cult or well she doesn't say it's a cult but it's very clearly something where they're keeping Mm -hmm. her in a space where she shouldn't be and she hides in this house and she takes care of these two children in it and she starts to realize that like these children want to kill her so it ends with her killing the children and then going back to the cult and this is actually inspired by in germany after world war ii there was a guy who was um what's the word i'm looking for uh when you do a crime and the crime people say yeah you did this crime not convict convicted 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 yeah yeah that's yeah. what that means. Yeah, okay. Uh is convicted of 25 cases of pedophilia. And oh. he fled to Chile with a bunch of his Nazi friends and they started this cult. So there was this German colony living in Chile for a really long time and uh that's what that's influenced by, which I thought was a wild experience to make a movie about. So that was interesting. I watched Scream 2. I watched Uncle Boon Me, who can recall his past lives. I've been wanting to watch that. I know that you uh, it have was a, tweeted an, about that. Another movie that, like, sometimes I, like, because I actually, a very similar experience. I watched um, The Wolf House and Uncle Boon Me, like, within days of each other and well, both of them, I felt like at moments where I was like, well, shit, maybe I'm too American to get this because when i watched wolf house i was like is this a movie about escaping generational trauma and despite how hard you try to avoid impacting your children in the same way that your family impacted it on you you're still going to do it because it's the only thing you know and then by the time i was watching it i was like is this movie about colonialism and (laughs) 
not even necessarily gentrification, but about like stuff of that nature type deal and mm-hmm. taking over places that you shouldn't be taking over, which to some degree, yeah, I guess it is, especially if it's a German colony within Chile, you know, and then it mm. ended up being about that. And I was like, go off, I guess. <laughs> and <laughs> Uncle Boon Me is about a man who is clearly dying and it's about his last moments of his life. And he is, it's a very deeply uh, methodical and reflective and I wrote a very long letterbox review which most of my letterbox reviews are just jokes but I actually took the time to write a letterbox review for it because I was I couldn't stop thinking about it and I really feel like it was one of those things that no matter where you are you're still going to be in somebody's memory whether they're thinking about it now or they're thinking about it in 10 years and no matter what you'll still always exist the dirt that you stepped on will still always be there and people will always still tell stories about you and you'll always be remembered in some way because um the movie kind of plays with the idea of existing in different spaces and different times and i i just thought it was really touching and especially because it took place in a space where there's like clearly a boom and moving up in like technology and it's set on a farm and the farm is still pretty rooted in a lot of old ways and I really thought it was beautiful but oh my god it was so slow and my brain is so small <laughs> it was it was really cool I, I really really enjoyed it and uh Queen's Gambit I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately <laughs> so that's, you that's you started you're wrong about i did did you start from the beginning or did you just I pick one did start from the beginning and i am only on stockholm syndrome episode mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but i'm not wild about it and i can't just binge it the way i can other podcasts i feel but. like the episodes get better as they kind of get into the groove of like what they're mm-hmm. doing yeah and i want to give them a chance once they get farther in type deal because like um, some of the some of the episodes are like they just did a whole series on princess diana that mm-hmm. like at multiple points like like actually made me cry yeah oh i <laughs> can imagine i i didn't even really know very much about princess diana going in so yeah i don't know that much either now that i think about it exactly i mean i know that she was having a divorce and that's about it she was divorced by the time she died okay that makes sense but yeah it's really good they they have a lot of really good like series mm-hmm. like there's a a series on uh nicole brown or well the oj simpson trial but they start yeah. by focusing on nicole brown simpson and i think that i think that that's really great because mm-hmm. she kind of gets just sort of cast aside as like oh like she was murdered by her ex-husband who was a famous yeah. football man yeah, but yeah, like yeah. she was a human person too and she had a life and like yeah stuff like that so they talk about like her leading up to getting wow. into a relationship with oj and stuff like that so mm-hmm. one, one of the things i like about you're wrong about is when they're focusing on when they're focusing on historical topics a lot of times they try to focus on like women at the heart mm-hmm. of these things yeah i noticed it was they do try to reflect on 
what's going on in our sources mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which I really appreciate because sometimes people are just like, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, can you tell me why that's a thing? So I, I appreciate that they take yeah. the time to into it a lot. Um, we love some good old reflection of Loomis. Also, speaking of cults, I uh, have been watching the uh, the Nixium documentaries. Oh, how is that? I haven't seen it. And I, I watched. Okay, to. the there's two of them. It's a yeah. it's a very fire fest situation yeah, here yeah, yeah, yeah. with two competing docu series. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, the first one is The Vow that was on HBO Max, and it started off pretty interesting, but mm-hmm. like. Towards the end of it, I feel like without like getting into it too much, mm-hmm. it, it was made largely in part with the cooperation of two people who were like pretty high up within the structure of Nexium. Okay. And it it kind of feels like they are trying to like clean their own asses oh, and like awesome. And and I I I was not as impressed with it, uh, especially once I watched the Stars docu series, which mm-hmm. is called Seduced, okay. and which uh, asking my wife to download the Stars show Seduced, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it that one is a lot better. It comes from the perspective of someone who was. I, I don't want to say that the that the per that like one of the main people in the other documentary wasn't like mm-hmm. I don't want to say that she was like l- less of a victim necessarily but like this the person that they focus on in seduced like clearly was there was a lot more going on there yeah. and it was like she the like the person in the other documentary like had like a I, I, I don't know I I'm I I'm trying to s- stop myself from getting too granular about it but basically like the the girl that do you, do you know anything about Nixium? No, I don't. Do you know who Allison I mean, Mack is? Um. So this is the thing. What I know mostly about it is that it was. It was like this self-help thing that like at the center of it there was this weird like be like not BDSM but like dominant submissive type relationship okay. like like there was like the cult leader guy at the center and then he had like an outer ring of his slaves and then those slaves were masters of like another outer ring of women it it's it is absolutely bananas and the allison mack is an actress and she was most famous for uh having a lead role in the show smallville and she, she was like one of the main girls on the the outer ring of like the first ring of slavery like closest Uh to the closest to the cult leader and the person the person that they talk that is the main focus of seduced was like one of her personal like slaves it's it's really it's really wild it is 
it can be kind of stressful to watch because of how intense it is but it's really wild i've been meaning to watch that i just haven't had a chance to sit down i definitely recommend seduced okay maybe i'll watch seduced instead of but um, yeah that's another thing that i've been watching lately that i just remembered because you mentioned the cult thing with wolf house i mean not nice but you know Yeah. yeah 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 but we are at the French podcast market. We're a real podcast about fake podcasts. Tease, do you have a podcast idea for us? Yeah, I do. For once in my life. Wow. Panda, I think there should be an episode where people talk about the first time they heard their favorite song. Ooh. Or in general, just songs that really just go hard as hell. Yeah. Oh, I like this. Yeah. So I was driving home from the mall with my mom literally an hour ago, and the radio was playing Shut Up and Let Me Go by the Ting Tings. I like that song. It's been so long since I heard it. And I was like, damn, I forgot how good this song is. And I started to sing That's Not My Name to my mom. And then which made me think of the only song from that era that truly can stand the test of time for the rest of time itself is untouched by the veronicas and i was just thinking about the first time i ever heard untouched and then i was thinking about like the first time i've ever heard songs and like for instance i could actually tell you the first time oh my god what song is it um what is it called give me a second tease did i ever tell you that i saw the veronicas in concert did you i did i saw them the house of blues in new orleans and it fucking slapped they were so good love that i actually have vivid memories of the first time i ever listened to time to dance by panic at the disco hell yeah which is such a time capsule and would you like to hear about this first time i also have very vivid memories of the first time i heard i write sentence not tragedies i love I would love, love to hear your time to dance story. Yes. So uh, back in the day before Panic was like popular by the mainstream, my cousin. Actually, it wasn't even me this time. Um, my cousin was blasting Panic at the Disco because she was like very into MySpace at that time. Uh-huh. And as we all know, my uh, Panic was a MySpace band back in the day. Mm-hmm. And she was blasting Time to Dance. And during it, they were talking, you know, like the part when they say, when you say shotgun, I say a wedding. Uh-huh. They were singing. They were really mad at a girl. I mean, this was like late middle school, early high school for them. So they were really mad at this girl. So when it was, when I say shotgun, you say, and then this girl's name. And <laughs> it was like, I remember like being like 11 or like oh my god when did this album even come out because that's the real question well there was the album but before even the album came out yeah they had like like a little ep that was on the internet oh my god so it was it came out in 2005 so i must have been 10 years old that means she was 13 so it's late middle school for us I'm going to say maybe at top she's a freshman in high school and I'm in sixth grade. And I just remember being like, this song is so good, but why are you being so mean to this girl? <laughs> and and like, then like two years later, like maybe a year later when the album picked up and like one of my child, like one of my friends that was my age, that was like, oh my God, listen to this album. It's like, I know this song. This is the shotgun wedding song. <laughs> and 
like the first time I ever heard bossy was from uh, my cousin in that group of friends, like bossy by Kellis and therefore milkshake by Kellis. And there's just, uh, she's four years older than me. So a lot of stuff that like wasn't on quote unquote, cause I only listened to radio Disney until I was 12. So if it wasn't on radio Disney, like I never really heard it because my parents had very various varying different tastes in music. So it was never like, Oh, I'm going to put a CD on while I'm cooking dinner. It just was like, my mom talking to me type deal. So I didn't really have a interest in music. Like I liked music, but I didn't know as much about music as I do now. And now I'm just obnoxious, but um, there's like certain songs that I remember listening to the, for the first time. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, I mean, my literal favorite song, like I could tell you the first time I listened to Joanna Newsome. I could tell you the first time I listened to man, man. I could tell you the first time I listened to Ludo, like all of those. And, all three well, of those music just can mentioned. be such like a powerful emotional experience and mm-hmm. like music is so tied to our emotional memory yes yeah, yeah. it lights this brain the fuck up yeah exactly Can you tell me about the first time you listened to i write since not tragedies i was at a sleepover oh yes i was at a sleepover at Gosh, I'm trying to remember whose house and I don't, but I was at someone's sleepover in middle school and one of my friends had that song on her iPod and like she played it or something and I like, I don't remember how exactly like we stopped listening to the iPod out loud and Mm -hmm. I was allowed to listen to the iPod like with earbuds but I remember just like at one point during the night just like I just had the iPod and I had earbuds and I was just listening to I write since not tragedies literally on loop I love that and I love you that's so powerful yeah it was it was magical it was a transformative moment I don't blame you because I would feel that it's way. It's a banger. Yeah. It's there's so many songs. Like the first time I ever heard like Cosmia by Joe New, I was I had headphones in. It was like maybe like midnight at that point. I was in college. My roommate was passed out, and usually I'm the one who falls asleep before she did. And I remember listening to it and I was like instantly like I took to it immediately and it felt such a I at first I was like I don't know if I like this and then as soon as I finished it I listened to it again and then again and I was like oh I really like this (laughs) and it's just things stick with you in a certain way and I think um especially in a podcast form where people can talk about their favorite song and now apparently spotify has this whole fun little thing where you could actually play songs in the middle of the episodes and then the artist will actually still get the listens to the song which i think is super cool that's fun yeah because i started listening to murder ballads which is a podcast about songs about people that have been murdered which is what a murder ballad is and i was like oh oh this is cool because i was listening to it on spotify i was like interesting like, I mean, granted, it's clearly a Spotify podcast made for Spotify to yeah. show off this feature, but I still was like, oh, that's really cool. And um, so I guess it worked on me. But um, I really, it, I think people talking about their favorite songs and then also getting to share your favorite song with somebody is always really cool. And 
And I really love that. I think it's it's really such a fantastic little romp to listen to. In the similar vein of this idea, mm-hmm. what it reminds me of is I read pretty recently back in August, a mm-hmm. friend of mine, Seamus Kelly, he does like Power Rangers podcast and he works for Den of Geek doing like writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. He did a a series of uh a, like a three-part series of medium articles about oh. uh his 30-year struggle with sexual abuse and trauma and oh, wow. one of the emotional through lines is his discovery of the band Oasis and how really? like Oasis helped him like get in touch with his own feelings that he mm-hmm. had like suppressed for his entire life mm-hmm. and I don't know that just that that's what this made me think of mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and even you can talk good. about like formative albums like even mm-hmm. in the past uh, I think two years I I mean like we all know Modest Mouse for Float On and stuff like that but I've been listening to so I do this awful thing where sometimes I go yeah I know this musician and then I only listen to one album by this musician and nothing else by this musician and for modest mouse it's actually their first album which is this is a really long car ride for somebody with nothing to think about interesting it's very late 90s alt rock which i'm usually not a big fan of but there's clearly some early 20s suffering in it which i guess i just like even though i'm in my mid-20s but whatever and um, i mean the the distinction between early and mid-20s oh, yeah it's nothing but like <laughs> sometimes i'll listen back to something that i liked when i was like 20 and i'm like oh jesus christ shut up <laughs> you know? oh yeah no totally yeah and it's just a really i sometimes just albums stick to you you know and mm-hmm. you end up really associating yourself and i mean panda what is your favorite song oh god you have i don't a favorite even song? See, the thing is, is I have a really hard time with picking, like, singular favorite anything. So valid. Agreed. So, like, I don't have, like, a number one favorite okay, that's song. Fair. I have, like, my top fives of stuff, but I never uh-huh. have, like, an absolute diehard fave. So I get that. I really do. I would say that, like, my current vibe has mm. been, as was mentioned in previous episodes uh mm-hmm. taylor swift's folklore that's my it sure is <laughs> that's my emotional support taylor swift album that we've got for quarantine mm-hmm. honestly it feels like it's been so long i didn't even remember it came out this year yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i definitely have like i have favorite albums favorite songs yeah favorite bands yeah so maybe it's just like people bring on a song that they really like and they vividly remember listening to or something a song that's like the the experience of listening Mm -hmm. to it was very formative yeah 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 i think i would probably bring on cosmia also i think it's a really good way to learn about new music i during quarantine yeah, during quarantine, I've done a lot of uh, listening to music I've never listened to before. I've been learning. You've a been lot listening to Nine Inch Nails. I okay, so I listened to Nine Inch Nails for the first time. I listened to Joy Division for the first time. I listened to Bauhaus for the first time. I listened to Velvet Underground. I listened to Brian Eno. Like I just went in and listened to like that whole weird collective of like 
the first wave of goth and all of that. Because I gotta I say that your your dive into Nine Inch Nails has actually been very healing for me. Really? Yeah, I not to get too personal, but one of my uh, very horrible exes was like obsessed with Nine Inch Nails, and uh-huh. so for a long time, it's been very hard to think about Nine Inch Nails without associating it with that person. Interesting. But your journey uh into nine inch nails and enjoying nine inch nails has really like helped me separate like this like it, it helped me realize that i do actually like this music and uh-huh. the, the like the negative feelings that i had towards it like that's not trent reznor's fault like no. trent, <laughs> trent reznor isn't a shithead who hurt me <laughs> so like you know like it, it's been very healing for my mm-hmm. heart yeah, I, I, I actually love that. That means a lot to me. And I mean, granted, I only listened to that one Nine Inch Nails album. But... Still, like, just Still. your your joyous journey through the goth <laughs> underground. Tease listens to goth. Tease accidentally becomes goth during quarantine. <laughs> Has been a very funny experience for a lot of my friends, especially since so many of my friends are goth. So. Everyone has been enjoying it greatly from what I'm, I can tell. I'm so glad. I'm so, so glad because meanwhile, I've also become like really into frat rock, which is like that late really 50s, funny. early 60s. Like it's a bunch of stuff that like we all know as like corny shit that like our grandparents probably liked. And um, I love it. Like, I've been listening to Bo Diddley, unironically. <laughs> like, it's kind of embarrassing, but I'm having a great time. And That's hilarious. I've been, I've been listening to a lot of Shangri-Las lately, and I've been listening to The Slits, but they're more 80s. And, like, The Slits are basically responsible for, like, kicking off Riot Girl because um, both Slater Kidney and Bikini Kill, and then in turn Latigre, because Latigre is the lead singer of Bikini Kill is heavily inspired by the slits and so is Bjork. So like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't listen to Bjork, which is very surprising to a lot of people. That is surprising to me. Yeah, I've never listened to Bjork in my life. And frankly, I'm kind of afraid to at this point. I don't, you know what it is? There's so much. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. um, But like, I do like Bikini Kill. I, don't really like Slater. I should say I've never really listened to Slater Kinney. I haven't really given it a chance. But I've also I do not really listen to Slater Kinney. That's <laughs> so valid. But I really like Latigre and I really like Bratmobile and like I I I I did my Riot Girl time back in the day. <laughs> so I really have been listening to that, and it's all because of No Dogs in Space, which is a music history podcast. And oh, fun! Yeah. So uh, they each season is a different band uh, as a different genre so their first season they did it on punk so right now they're on their ninth out of tenth band and they're doing it on joy division right now so i find myself going hmm i like this song i'm gonna listen to them which is like now why i'm into suicide the band not the concept <laughs> and i just i'm having a great time team i have a really large book on the history of punk music and it's what i use to press my tofu when i, I love that it is i'll take a picture of it when we're done it is a hefty boy i love that so much i actually it's like a a big coffee table book oh cute i ended up buying for good pal siobhan two books written by the person who's responsible for the search and destroy zine 
and um, it's like an anthology on making your own zine inspiration and interviews with people who made zines back in the day. Yeah. And I just love that there's this this culture still like the punk spirit is still alive and well. You just got to look for it. And hell yeah. Do we have a name idea for this podcast? Oh, hmm. I think maybe sing along might be fun, but also too on the nose. I kind of, I'm trying to think of some way to incorporate the word earworm. Mm. <laughs> My first time. <laughs> no, that's awful. My first time signature. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. That was really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. My first rhyme. My first no <laughs> my first i was gonna say um actually you know it might be fun can of earworms can of earworms oh that's actually kind of cool i like that because sometimes when you discover your favorite song it brings you onto a whole different genre journey yeah i really like that can of earworms is good i did it nice i was gonna suggest playlist one oh playlist one is cute like you know how when you first make a playlist like on your phone or on spotify or like Mm -hmm. back in the day on your ipod i mean on your ipod it was on the go (laughs) when you make your first playlist it's like playlist one obviously you know yeah but can of earworms is really good good job hand i like yay i did it yeah all right well now that we've reached the end of the episode it's time to go to the good vibe zone. Teresa, what have you brought to the good vibe zone? I forgot the good vibe zone existed. <laughs> All right. Well, I can tell you what I have brought to the good vibe zone while, oh, you, while you think about mm-hmm. what, what has something that has brought you joy recently. Okay. You know what's brought me joy recently, Teresa? Tell me. Your recent reappraisal of Jennifer's body. <laughs> I said it's only fun when you watch it with friends. I didn't say it was You good. said it was, and I quote, okay. <laughs> Which for you, that is a victory in your book. It's, better, it, it's, it's more positive than your previous thoughts, which I count as a win. <laughs> and I, I say that also because I'm wearing a, a Jennifer's Body t-shirt right now. I love that. But also... I had another, that was a joke thing. I had another uh-huh. thing. Hold on. Let me remember. <laughs> oh, this is like a small thing, but my roommate Maddie has been working at Starbucks and brought me a green tea frappuccino home from work today. Thanks, Maddie. Because Jimmy went and picked them up from work. Nice. That was nice of them. Both that's of my, them. that's my good vibe zone that I got a free green tea frappuccino and it's yeah. very tasty. I'm still okay, sipping here's- on it. Here's mine. Um, this past Friday, my grandmother turned 90 fucking years old. Wait, hold on, um, hold on, hold on. Okay, say that again. I said, this Friday, my grandmother turned 90 fucking years old. <laughs> Shima, that saucy little broad, will never die. <laughs> um, I'm going to live forever between her and my abuela. Thank God. Is also 90 plus we don't know how old she is she just keeps changing her age every time she goes back to cuba i think she might be 95 but 
no one knows no one knows both of my grandmothers live in their 90s and that's horrifying to me honestly but <laughs> whatevs and then i started playing obra din today actually so that's that's a good vibe zone because i think it's really fun i think it's a really smart game and i'm really enjoying it and lately i feel like i haven't been enjoying things that i usually should enjoy lately so to uh start something today on a whim and be pleasantly surprised made me really really happy so oh, that's great that's my good vibe zone oh i'm glad to hear it that's yeah. lovely thanks all right well this brings us to the end of the podcast and mm-hmm. uh listeners if you would like to follow us on twitter you can do that at fresh pod market if you'd like to follow me on twitter you can do that at impandanata tease where can people find you online you can find me at vicuna b-i-c-u-n-a-d if you also like hearing my voice you can hear me on author's note don't like don't listen an internet history and fandom space podcast <laughs> and everybody for real go listen to author's note it is legitimately one of my favorite podcasts right now like really? yes i love it so much and i love the experience of being able to listen to you without having to hear my own voice <laughs> several people tell me that i do have a voice for audio and that makes me very happy so i was also today told that i have a voice for podcasting i was very flattered wow. we just have to i do like your voice very much no so thanks i think we have two very great voices and right now uh author's note took a week off and we're gonna take a week off for christmas and thanksgiving so you have some time to catch up on our stuff and we only have like 12 episodes out so the the final fantasy house episode in particular was very enlightening even though i already knew some of the details about that story yeah i'm so glad (laughs) if you have any ideas for podcasts you could reach out to us both via our twitter accounts or our email which is freshpodcastmarket at gmail.com if you would like to support the show you could do that by uh our ko-fi which is ko-fi.com slash fresh podcast market if i remember how to say words and also uh the patreon for my other podcast basically because it supports me supports this podcast so uh you can go over there and if you support uh imagine me and Utah it's basically like a two for one yeah and we have a tumblr <laughs> we do technically yeah and if you are so inclined you can reach out via tumblr um and then maybe tease will see it in like three months <laughs> yeah if you would like to check out other things that I do in podcasting, I mentioned Imagine Me and Yusna, but also I've been editing some podcasts, and that includes Puella Magi, Modica Magicast, and the upcoming, I'm not sure exactly when episodes will be dropping, but I hope soon because it's really good, the upcoming Gundam podcast, Big Steppy, and that's it right now. But nice. uh, there's another one that is also in the works, but not enough to 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 say yet and also check out the comics podcast i never plug the comics podcast but that's another thing that i'm on that comes out every week (laughs) i think that's it so uh thanks for thanks for oh wait no it's not it i have to thank 
my wife, our producer, at Jimothy, J-A-A-M on Twitter, who made our theme song. And you can find their music at SoundCloud.com slash hopefully not bad lib. Yeah. <laughs> I almost it's forgot. Been like two it's, months. Been, it's been two months and I don't know how to do anything. Same. Uh, but that's hopefully not bad lib on SoundCloud.com. That is our producer, Jimmy, who... We love very much. And Borat voice, your wife. Did you watch Borat too? <laughs> no, I thought about it. Me neither. I think I just like the mystery of not knowing anything about Borat besides my life. You are uh, not wrong for that. Yep. Thank you for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Teresa. Thanks for joining me at the Fresh Podcast Market, Pan. Everybody, it's time to just listen to a fucking album. Have a good one. Do, ba da, be, da, boo, da, boo, do, do. Ja, da, da.